a story that was in the West this morning by uh, its chief reporter, Ben Harvey. It relates to a very significant and tragic event that took place in this state in uh, 1993. It was the uh, massacre of a family by a man known as William Patrick Mitchell, the Greneth murderer. Uh, I recall it very, very vividly because I was sent there as a reporter while I was working for the 10 Network. And so I have a fair bit of insight into the gruesomeness of what took place in Greneth at that time. Uh, the story that's been reported is that the murderer, William Patrick Mitchell, obviously still serving time in prison, uh, makes rocking chairs during his time in prison. And the concerning part of the story is that those chairs made by this murderer are then being sold and money is being made from them by people inside the prison system. And that raises all sorts of alarm bells. And I'll go into some of the detail about what the uh, Corrective Services Department have decided to do about it. But first up, I'd be very interested to know the reaction to this from the sister of Karen McKenzie, of course, the mother who was uh, one of Mitchell's victims back in 1993. Her sister is Evelyn Clown. She joins me now. Thanks very much for your time, Evelyn. Thank you for having me. Now, I understand and bear with me here because I understand that you are starting to understand the situation of this story uh, as I speak. What is your reaction to the notion that Mitchell makes chairs that are being sold for profit by people inside the justice system here? I don't even understand how that could happen. It doesn't make sense to me that, that um, one, he's making money and two, that the guards or whoever are selling it are making more money, you know. I mean, God, the taxpayers pay for those people to be staying in jail and so they get all this stuff given to them so they can make their nice arty-farty stuff. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And you're right. Um, and, and they turn around and sell it for profit. That's disgusting in all aspects. So and do the people who are buying it, do they know what they're buying from who, you know? I'm going to ask you a question, that, and I hope you don't mind me asking it, but how would you feel if you knew you'd bought a chair that had been made by this bloke? Oh, God, Jesus, that's just a disgusting thought. I don't even understand how anyone could... Yeah, I don't know how they'd live with themselves. I certainly wouldn't want it in my house. And there's a very good likelihood that if it's being sold through Facebook, people wouldn't know that. They would just know that these are handcrafted rocking chairs from inside Bunbury Prison. May yeah, not even know that. West Australian. <laughs> if they read the West Australian, they'll know now, won't they? Because they're very distinctive chairs. So and I, I'm not expecting that you would have been told about any of this as it was kind of going on as part of prison life for Mitchell. But did it surprise you that, that it's been allowed to happen for a period of time that it has and that it's only now that it appears that the department have changed the sort of the, the operating code that uh, prison officers and other staff can, can go by? It, it stuns me, actually. Um, I went to Bunbury Prison 
to meet Mitchell many years ago and I told him what I thought of him and that I would keep him in jail for the rest of his life. But, I mean, look at him. He's in a low-security prison. He's making money. Um, the guards are making money, <laughs> even more so. And to me, it's disgusting. I don't understand that. I just don't see how that could even be right. Before coming on air, I know you've had a conversation with our producer, Shane Douglas. So can I ask you whether you have a sense of what should happen now uh, from this? People might say that I'm a vindictive bitch, but um, do these people deserve to keep their jobs who are doing this? You know, are they being honest to who they're selling it to? Are they they're making profit from a piece of garbage that should not even have a life? I, I, don't, I don't understand. It. And what makes it even worse is that this week was their anniversary day and this comes out in the paper. It's just... My, my sister has almost been dead as long as she was alive. And yet things like this still rip at my heart all the time and it makes me so angry. So what's happened is that, according to Ben Harvey's report in the paper, following media inquiries, the Commissioner's operating policy and procedure has been changed to stop the ability of staff to uh, on-sell these chairs that are made by prisoners or whatever may be made by prisoners. It's not just chairs and it's not just... Uh, yeah. It's just not Mitchell, I'm sorry. Um, it, it, yeah, says, it says effective immediately, we are unable to accept and proceed with new staff requests for work to be undertaken in the prison industries workshop. <sighs> it, it seems extraordinary that it was even able to happen, doesn't it? Uh, I, I've, I'm gobsmacked. I am absolutely gobsmacked that taxpayers' money can go into the prison system, they can make money out of it, like the people who should not be getting anything can make money out of it and the people who are supposed to be keeping them in jail and treating them as a person but not anything else, not as a profit maker thing. You know, it it just stuns me. I'm so okay. bloody angry. Okay. It, it, it's early on for you, but, I mean, from, from your point of view, do you feel like you need some form of explanation from the commissioner over here of corrective services? Absolutely. Yes. You know, I mean, this is this is my case, but how many other people don't know that this is happening and people that who have been hurt like or even destroyed by what has happened to their family? It's it's outrageous. Can I say that, that you know, some of the, the thinking around it is that obviously while people like Mitchell uh, will never, well, he will never get out of prison. But while he's in there, uh, there are efforts made to try and rehabilitate his character and that's all part of this, allowing him to do his woodwork? I have no problem him doing woodwork. I have a problem with him being able to sell it and with the guards being able to sell it. That is just disgusting. I mean, there's so many things like, why couldn't the justice system, you know, take it out, not them not making any money whatsoever, like, and donating it. Charity. You know, mm. exactly. Mm. Perhaps charity to a domestic violence, you know, organisation that represents women who have been uh, injured or murdered by their partner.
Yeah, well, Mitchell wasn't her partner. No, I though. know that. No, you're right. He wasn't her partner. But but in terms yeah. of where something might be worthwhile here as opposed to just people pocketing uh, money. Yeah. For it, it doesn't... I mean, who can even justify doing that? I, I don't understand it. All right. Well, like I said, it's fairly raw for you and I do appreciate you coming on and giving us your sort of take on this. As I said... Uh, it sounds to me like, and I'm, you know, Brad Royce is the Commissioner of Corrective Services. Uh, from all, you know, from what I know of him and over the years, he's a pretty decent bloke. Uh, I would like to think that he might offer you an explanation as well as to what we've just talked about this morning. And I would really appreciate it if he would. All right. We'll, we'll, um, we'll keep in touch and thank you very much. And uh, again, you know, at the time of the anniversary of this horrific crime, uh, it takes courage to do what you just did, and thank you very much for doing it. Thank you for your time. Okay, that's Evelyn Clough, the sister of Karen McKenzie, who, with her children, were slain by this bloke um, at their property in Greenough in 1993 in the most brutal of circumstances. Anyone who's old enough, like me, can remember the Greenough Massacre. What do you think... It's almost like a bleeding, obviously stupid question. But what do you think of the fact that anyone was profiting in any way off the woodwork of a bloke who's slaughtered an entire family with an axe? What do you think of that? Is it good enough that the department have now decided that they need to change their operating policies and procedures to prevent it happening again. Should people lose their jobs or do we just go on with it? What do you make of that? I've known for a long time that obviously prisoners in the system, they do all sorts of handiwork and they make things and so on and so forth. And we know that from previous accounts, a lot of that stuff does get donated to charitable causes. But to think that there's a marketplace for the handiwork of a mass murderer and that it's not only he who's able to make money from this, but prison staff, there needs to be much more done in relation to resolving this issue. We can't just leave it there. And I'm pretty sure from that conversation that Evelyn Clough is not the sort of person that will leave it there either in memory of her sister, Karen McKenzie, and her children. One double three, eight eighty two is the talkback number. It's 18 past nine.